podcast as always i am your host smitty back with another one man and i'm i'm pleased to bring you part two of this series protect black woman it's something that was you know it was it was on my heart it was on my mind for a while and i'm like i ain't never did a series before and you know here it is man it's it's something that was important that we get off because it's not spoken about enough it's not talked about enough it's not something that's on enough platforms you know it it comes around once in a while it's in the air and then it drops and then we don't talk about it again for some time but doubling back to last week part one of the series we talked about what does it mean to protect black women you know what 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 is it why is it important and how we as a culture, as a people, as a unified front can do better, can be better to help protect our black women, make them feel uplifted, make them feel seen, make them feel heard and make them overall just feel protected. And it's it's unfortunate that something so basic as protection is something that we have to fight to make each other feel, you know, you should already feel this level of safety, of protection, of comfort among your own people especially and unfortunately in our community you don't always have that you know that's not the natural and it should be the natural it should be the norm to feel protected and feel safe but unfortunately it's it's not and we have to continue to work to get it there so building off of that adding on to that getting into part two we are I want to say reacting, but not necessarily reacting. We're talking about black men and how on occasion we have been known to bash black women, talk negatively about black women, say, say some pretty damaging things about black women and justify it through the lens of oh yeah, that's just my dating preference. You know, I have a preference, you know, this is just what I prefer because of blah, 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 you know? And the reason that comes up, a lot of you have seen it on your social media within the last month, month and a half, I think is when a lot of it surfaced, but the Fresh and Fit podcast, and I mentioned last week that uh, we were going to be reacting to this a little bit. So um, it's unfortunate that the reason I'm talking about them is for this reason, but on their show on multiple occasions, it's not like this was one episode and, you know, maybe they messed up, <laughs> you know, this is multiple occasions, multiple episodes, multiple occurrences. It's a belief that they have, you know, it's not, I misspoke. It's not, maybe I could have worded it different. It's not, you know, Oh, it just came out my bad. No, this is, this is a, a strong held belief that both of these hosts have. I'm assuming one's name's fresh and one's name is fit. I don't know the names of the host. I just know the name of the podcast and some of these damaging things that they said. Right. So one of the first things I heard, one of the first clips that popped up was there was about six women sitting at a table. Um, and they were speaking to this one black woman. I think the rest of the women at the table were white or just appeared white. Um, but there was this one very, you know, obviously black woman, woman of color at the table. And they're, they're speaking to her. And he's saying, you know, I don't normally date black girls. And he's saying most black girls. I'm, I got the quote here because, you know, research, science. But he said most black girls are annoying, ratchet, 
or don't know how to be reserved, right? So that's frustrating on a lot of levels because who are you to say that this is most black women? You know, there's 7 billion people on this planet. Billions of them are us. Um, and you haven't met a majority of them to say that this is a majority of black women. Unfortunately, that may have been your experience with black women, but to say on such a well syndicated podcast, like something that there's hundreds of thousands of people watching and to sit there and say, most black girls are annoying, ratchet, and don't know how to be reserved. You're kind of adding fuel to this fire that, that that's already happening. But what made that comment even worse is that as he's saying this to this black woman, he goes on to say, you're not the same. <laughs> you know, he kind of paints her as the token Negro, you know, the token black person, that token black woman. You know, most black women are like this, but, you, you know, you're just different. There's something about you. You know, you're not ratchet. You're not loud. You know, you know how to kind of just stay in your place like that. That's the vibe the man's given. Um. And that that is straight off of the plantation, like having token black people, the the good black people, the good black Negro, the good, the, the, the qualified black person, you know, the one we can accept, you know, the one that might pass the paper bag test, the one that we're going to allow in the house, the one that we can let uh, serve us, you know, that kind of thing. So that like it's that field mentality, that plantation mentality that you could sit there and say, you know, but you're not the same. And quite honestly, if you're being real about it, it, no two people are the same. Like two people may be ratchet, two people may be annoying, but that doesn't mean the two of them are the same person. That just means they elicited the same emotion from you. But it doesn't make the two of them the same. <laughs> it doesn't make the two of them the same by any means. Um, So to, to be painted at, as this token black person and, you know, you're OK, you're acceptable. They need to be like you. And, you know, now you're telling black people how they should be, you know, black women, how they should be like. If you're a black woman, this is who you need to be like. This is how you need to carry yourself. This is the black woman you should model yourself after. You know, it's like all black women got to be Oprah, but none of them can be uh, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> you feel me? Like they're two very different types of women. But to say one's better than, you know, you get what I'm trying to say? Like it's not. That may not be the greatest example, but you get the picture. Like, I'm not about to it. You get the picture, man. Um, And that's just the tip of the iceberg with some of the things that they've said. So moving on, <laughs> getting into another thing that they said, another quote, they were talking about this black dating app. I think one of the callers or somebody in the comments, someone in the live stream comments, you know, said something about a black dating app. And one of the hosts said, if you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, then go for it. He, he continued to go on to say, we're not really down with the brown like that. We ain't night riders. And then he said, and here comes the token, uh, token black person thing again. He said, maybe sometimes if you're red bone <laughs> and this creates so many problems, you know, to say it, it, it's one thing to, like I said in the beginning, you may have a preference 
I get it. I don't really like when people come out and just say, oh, you know, I just have preference. I shouldn't really like, why are we having that conversation anyway, for one, but that's a whole different topic. But to sit there and say, it's one thing to say, you know, I just prefer to date other races and leave it right there. You don't pick it up and carry it any further. You don't add nothing onto it. Just I prefer to date ABC. It's another thing to say, we're not down with the brown like that. We ain't night riders. Uh, sometimes if they're red bone and if you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, like why do we associate black women <laughs> and their names with Shaniqua all the time? There are black people with quote unquote safe name. Like wh- what are we doing here? You know, so now you're painting woman painting black women as a particular type of people that are less desirable that aren't suitable to be pursued by you and who are you of all people to, you know like who are you anyway um but they're not suitable to be pursued by you or they don't live up to a certain standard that you have it, it's it's unfortunate and it's really damaging and it the the thing that bothers me the most about it is to be black yourself and go out of your way on a platform such as this, on a platform as large as this to paint black women in this light for likes, for views, for comments, for subscribers, just to have content, you know, being intentionally, what's the word I'm looking for here? Being intentionally, like going against that grain, pushing that button, just being that antagonist just because it's good content. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are just looking for anything because it's quote unquote good content. You know, you get up there and it's it's, the, it's what you see on the Internet. You know, people talk about dating. We talk about relationships. We talk about sex. We talk about this. We talk about that because like those are the things that are going to get you a bunch of views and a bunch of likes and a bunch of followers. But it's a lot of the substance that like is meaningless. So anything you could do for some shock value, anything you could do to play on people's like fleshly nature, anything like that, that's going to get you some views and some likes. Now you're lit. Now you got a platform. Now you feel like this alpha male, like you in charge, like, yeah, you know, I got this show and blah, blah, blah. You know, I got a hundred thousand subscribers and this many YouTube views and this much watch hours, like, and none of that means anything. But when you're that kind of person who lacks your own identity, um, is probably pretty insecure in yourself, who struggles to believe in who you really are, it's very easy to get on there and bash others because it makes you feel better. You know, like I mentioned earlier, like who is this person, fresh or fit? Who are you to sit there and say, yeah, you know, you're not the person I'm going to pursue, like to, to make yourself, to put yourself on this platform, like you have the right to be this choosy, you know, like your opinion is the say all be all that this is the standard we have to uphold to because this is how you saw it. No, (laughs) like you're not that guy. You've never been that guy. And it's unfortunate that you have to get on a platform like this and speak about black women to feel better about yourself. It, it really frustrates me because at times we as 
black people can be our own worst enemy. And in a day and age where there's so much division, there's so much anger in the world, so much frustration, so much like confusion, um, so much fear, all of these different things going on, you know, getting through a whole pandemic, people dying, people sick, all this different stuff going on, gas about $5 now. It's a lot happening. (laughs) And the most important thing for us is to be unified, to come together, to love one another, to uplift one another, to speak life into one another, to be positive towards one another. The last thing we need in a moment like this is for you to be insensitive enough and, and, dumb enough to sit there and degrade black woman and then wrap it all up and put a bow on it and say, this is just my preference. You are bozo for that. You are a loser for that. And you need to do better. And it's not just them. You know, it's easy to, for me to sit here and talk about them because they were the ones who threw it on a YouTube and like blew up on the internet for being this problematic and this toxic. But There are people in our day-to-day lives who are like this. There are people you grew up next to. (laughs) There are people you sit next to right now that still believe this, that still speak like this, that still talk like this, and that have their own platforms that push this kind of narrative or have this kind of discussion or conversation because that's what's going to get people going. That's what's going to get them views. That's what's going to get people to turn in and tune in. But really, there's no substance. There's no meaning. There's no added value, you know, tuning into a program like that and feeding yourself stuff like that only brings you down to a certain level, but it doesn't uplift you. It doesn't raise you to a certain level. It doesn't make you a better person. You didn't leave with any greater knowledge than when you first got here to that platform. And that's disappointing because when you have a platform, when you're in this day and age, we have influencers, right? When you're an influencer, And you get on there and you say the things that these men have said. What are you influencing people to do? (laughs) You're influencing them to hate black women. Like at the end of the day, point blank period, you're influencing them. You're influencing them to hold on to these same values that you have to look at black women the same way you do to treat them the same way you do. And you're making it, you're creating a space where it's okay to talk to people like this because it's not like they get on the show by themselves and say all these things about black women. They'll bring up six, seven random. I seen one episode. They had 12 people in the studio and all of them had microphones. Why do 12 people have microphones? <laughs> like you don't need that many people talking, but they'll get them all in there. A bunch of women. I don't know if they famous or not. They seem like just random women. They pull up there just to feed their egos. Like it doesn't seem like, and this is not a slight to any of them. Cause I don't know them, but not, none of them seem like, Women that got something going on right now, they really do seem like women they just found outside and said, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And forgive me if they do have anything major going on. This is just the impression I have. But it's they, they get them on there and they say this to their face. So now I'm a young man watching and I'm thinking I could say this to other people's face too. And that, like that is the furthest thing from the truth. That is not. That's not how it goes. There's not how it goes. Um, And then, you know, adding on to that, there's another quote from them. You know, they were trying to justify it because they were getting some heat. There was someone who was upset on the show and they said, and here's the quote here. They said, we don't hate black women. If we did, we wouldn't have black women on the show. What? 
<laughs> that's not how that works, man. You can absolutely hate somebody. You can detest somebody. You could think someone is outright just despicable. <laughs> Doesn't mean that you can't do business with them. You know, just because somebody is a rival, a competitor, you don't like them, you have different interests, someone is whatever, doesn't mean you can't sit next to them and break bread and do business for a two hour episode of a podcast. It doesn't mean you love them just because they were in proximity to you, because it you 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 allowed them to share the same space with you, to share the same platform with you. It doesn't mean that you like black women. You know, and it's not even that they came out here and said, yeah, we like black women. They just said, we don't hate them. <laughs> we don't hate them, but we don't necessarily like them either. Like that part was silent, you know, and just because you you chose them, you allowed them, you granted them access to your show, to your platform to sit on there and put on some headphones and a microphone and feel important doesn't mean that you all of a sudden are a promoter of protecting black women of seeing black women succeed, of creating safe spaces for black women. And it doesn't mean that you've checked your own biases and seen where you failed black women, where you can grow to be better for black women and that you can create this atmosphere in this space where black women feel seen, heard, and protected. And there are a lot of people just in our day-to-day lives, and I know I'm on them, but look at the people around you. <laughs> Look at the people you've either grown up with, associated with, people you've seen growing up. Like, we can all name one or two or three that fit this bill, and it's unfortunate, but we need to do better. Black love is important. Um, black women succeeding is important. Black people in general succeeding and doing better and being better and loving one another and being unified. And I say it again, being unified is absolutely important. And the more we continue to bicker, debate, um, have conversations about our preferences and not about how we can unify and be better. We're going to continue to, to, to finish second. Um, these are some of the things that just hold us back. Um, and I would hate, it's unfortunate. I would hate to be a black woman growing up in a society that tells me I'm not good enough. That tells me I'm not beautiful enough because I'm a darker tone because I have a deeper tone because I have a little bit more melanin than the next person that I'm not beautiful. I'm not desirable that because my name has an apostrophe in it. Now I'm ratchet, right? Because there's a a couple extra letters in my name. Now uh, I'm a bird, right? (laughs) There's some platforms where people get on there and every woman is a bird, right? So it's unfortunate that Black women can't just be themselves and that's enough. You know, you have to be yourself, but also be whatever we think you should be. And when you spend your life trying to be everything that everyone else thinks you should be, you never become who you really are. And to live a life where you come into this world and you go through it and you end up in a grave and you never lived a life being who God called you to be being who you were chosen to be, being who you were purposed to be, because you spent all of it trying to live up to the expectations. A lot of times the wrongful expectations of another person, especially these expectations that these particular men have placed upon black women. That's unfortunate. And I would hate for them to have daughters. And then this is the expectation. This is the example that you've set forth for them. That's disappointing. That's scary because 
who is that child going to become? If this is the example they have set forth, if this is the parenting style they have set forth, if they feel like it's okay to be this way, you know, it's kind of how we, um, we talk about racism and how racism is taught. It's not something that you just are, you know, when you have these beliefs that these men have, that's taught, that's learned, that's programming. That's not something you just wake up and hate everybody around you. <laughs> you hate everybody in your environment and the same woman you came from is the same woman that you hate. That's learned. That's programmed. That's you being on a uh, BT and all the women was light skinned and there was never no dark skinned woman in the video. You know, that's you waking up one day and we realized Kelly Rowland was always some fire, right? Why did it take until she dropped the motivation video that we thought she was beautiful <laughs> so many years later? They're like, that's programming. That's programming. That is unfortunate. And you got to unlearn that. And as we continue to be better, do better, and continue to uplift and build, we got to instill that in our kids. A lot of the stuff you see on TV is programming. You got to get your mind out of that. And you got to stand on your own, too. Don't sit there and just be moved by whatever the culture is. Culture will have you jammed up. Culture will have you in a space where you out here violating your own people because you think it's cool and it's going to get you views on TikTok. It's not it, man. That's not it. So I also want people to know that your experience is not law. You know, who are you surrounded by? You got to ask yourself that. A lot of these men probably have these beliefs because of who they're surrounded by. And that's their experience. You know, if every black woman you've experienced in your short lived life has left this impression on you, it's understandable for you to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I don't want to date black women because all the ones I've met are kind of like this. That's understandable. Doesn't make it OK. <laughs> doesn't make it right. Doesn't justify it because the next person you can meet is going to be and it could be an entirely different person. And there's so much more people in the world. There's so much more to life than the town that you met all of these women in. A lot of people who have this <laughs> opinion ain't even ever left their hometown like you've just been confined to that one bubble to that one fish tank so that you you think all the fish in the world look like this you know if you grew up in a fish tank the first time you saw a shark you'd be surprised <laughs> because you've been in this fish tank with a bunch of goldfish and guppies your whole life first time you see a whale you're gonna be surprised so when you grow up living in this fish tank living in this environment where you're surrounded by a particular type of people it's understandable that you might think that everybody is like this but when you get out there and expose yourself to new things and have different experiences beyond what you chose to sit in and surround yourself in then you'll realize the world is a very different place and people are very different and no two people are the same they may be similar but never the same and your experience is not law life is more than your experiences and you got to continue to grow. You got to continue to be better. And you got to continue to uplift, support, and protect black women. Let's be better. Let's do better. Don't be like these people on this podcast, fresh and fit, you know. And I'm not saying that you have to only date black women. Date who you want to date. Love who you love. I'm not here to tell you who to love. But it's possible to love other people without bashing black woman along the way you don't got to step on black women to get up in the ladder you don't have to push other people down to make yourself look better or feel better you can move how you need to move without tearing people down and we got to be better at that man so 
uh, in conclusion, man, I want us to continue to grow, continue to be better, um, protect black women, man. We don't have to push each other down, you know, and don't sit here and say the Shadikas of the world or if you were light skin and this and that, like we have to do better. We have to push a different narrative. We're the ones that move the culture. The culture don't move without us. So let's choose to move it in a positive direction, in a better direction in a purposeful direction enough of these conversations about nothing enough of these debates these social media conversations these comment section debates about things that ultimately do not matter and in most cases just put us backwards and tear us down and tear black women down so um i appreciate y'all listening i appreciate y'all tapping in um, as always, this is Daily Dimensions. Next week, we have part three, the final part of our Protect Black Women series. I hope y'all continue to like, comment, share, share this podcast with someone you love, tap in. And if you enjoyed it, write me. Let me know what your favorite episode is and why. Daily Dimensions on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram. We got TikTok now, too. Haha. <laughs> so until next time, this is Daily Dimensions. Peace. Love y'all, man. Thank you.